You're listening to Advancing the Cause, the podcast of IFCA International. My name is Richard Vargas. I'm the Executive Director of IFCA, and I'm your host on this episode of Advancing the Cause. This past week, we hosted in our offices here in Granville, Michigan, the Board of Directors for IFCA International. The board's made up of uh, 13 men. Some of them are leaders in ministry, others are pastors. And we all gather together twice a year, once in November and once just before convention week to discuss uh, several things that are going on in our fellowship, to make some plans to sharpen what we are doing as an organization, as a ministry. And so we had that happen this past week. All of the board members are coming from different places all over the country, some of them driving in, some of them flying in. And we gather together on that first night. Um, we begin with dinner. Now, it's important to mention that we gather together for dinner because during that first meeting, I meet with the executive officers of the board. That includes our president, Tom Zobrist, the first vice president, which is Gary McCall, second vice president, which is Rob Provost. And then the secretary, who's Steve Wong, and treasurer, who's Jim Thompson. This makes up this executive officers or executive committee of the board of directors. And instead of us having dinner together with the rest of the board, all of these men gather together with me. We, in this meeting, meet in my office. I have a little conference table in there. And we enjoy dinner together. But it's also during this time when the board sits down and hears my report uh, to them personally, which actually goes over uh, a different list of things I answer to to make sure that I'm doing my job. At this point, they can privately ask me questions about uh, my personal life, my family life, my spiritual life. They can also um, talk to me about any of the other issues that might be of concern to them to make sure that I'm doing all right and to make sure that everything is going well within IFCA. We call this the evaluation of key performance areas. And there are some specific areas that I'd like to share with you that this uh, committee talks to me about and I give a report to them for. The first area is vision, and I'm supposed to develop and promote the vision for IFCA International. And so I give them a report and tell them how I've been doing that or striving to do that, any goals or indicators that that's happened in. And then representation is the second marker. Do I represent IFCA in regionals, churches, schools, and even in the international settings? This is an interesting statistic because in it, I break down all of my travel into the number of churches I visited. And this year, it was up to the point 11, uh, the regional meetings, uh, the schools and seminaries, Bible colleges, uh, conferences, and any other places where I've gathered together with our members so that I can give direction or encouragement. Sometimes it's even things like uh, youth camps or uh, planning trips or things that are usually out of state. Just so you know, I did things within the state of Michigan 14 times, four times in Illinois, three times in Texas, three times in South Carolina. I had one meeting in Washington, D.C., six meetings in California, two in Missouri, one in Georgia, three times in Pennsylvania, one time in Indiana, three times in Kentucky, twice in Arkansas, twice in North Carolina. I did have one international trip to Ecuador that we had to cancel for different reasons, but Normally, there's an international trip in there as well. So I believe that IFC has been represented very well all over the country and in a couple places in the world. Uh, often, to save money, these things are done as well through Zoom meetings. 
those aren't even counted in those statistics. The third indicator that this uh, executive committee sits and talks to me about is my interaction with the board and with the uh, president of the board. They want to make sure that there is good, strong communication happening between the board of directors and me and even the general population of the IFCA membership. You probably don't know this, but every single month I send out an update to our board of directors. I kind of review what's been happening in the office, my travel, um, some encounters that I might have had, anything that is particularly interesting to the board of the directors that they need to know. If there are any problems or anything that uh, comes up that's an emergency or maybe a particularly thorny issue, then I make sure that I communicate with the board president, Tom Zobrist, over that, whether it be through a call or an email. We make sure that we touch base with each other so that they're not caught off guard or out of the loop. The fourth indicator that I meet with this executive committee about is administration. Uh, I talk to them about how things are going as I supervise the ministry leaders and the home office staff. Of course, we have in our office our business manager, Tim Caballero, the administrative assistant, Melinda Koning, the women's coordinator, Wendy, my wife, and then our support staff that really does a lot of IT and tech stuff, which is Hannah Mack. Then there's the convention planning, which my wife also does, and other home office staff, but she does the primary convention planning. And then church and pastoral placement, um, which is done by our brother, Paul Deal. All of those are the home office staff that are actually located with us in the Granville offices. Then there's ministry leadership. Of course, the board president is part of our team. And then the director of chaplains overall is Bill Dickens. And then the director of healthcare chaplaincy is uh, Mike Osladil. We have the chairman of the Council of Regional Presidents, that's Dave Dietz, the Church Planting Commission, which is Larry Duncan, and then the Youth Council, which the chairman is Mike McClish. I go over all of the issues, if there's any, and talk about how we keep in touch, how we have meetings regularly. Um, we normally have once a year a leadership summit where the heads of all these divisions of IFCA ministries meet together. We used to do it in person. We do it in Zoom now. Uh, it just makes it easier for everybody to be involved and it to not be a cost as well as a time commitment the way it would be if we did it in person. The fifth indicator that this executive committee meets with me about is my position as the editor of The Voice magazine. Uh, I give a separate report on that to the full board. And so oftentimes I'll just alert them to any changes or any issues that might be coming so that they can know a little bit about that. Of course, at any time, this executive committee can ask me questions if they have anything specific to it. The sixth area is training. Part of my job as the executive director is to make sure that I'm developing leaders for the next generation of IFCA International Ministry. Now, this is a hard focus because really I don't have a lot of ability to train people on a national and international basis. That was one of the reasons why we developed the IFCA Bible Institute. And that's the reason why some of the uh, other projects that we've been working on are part of that idea of how can we train others. Well, those six are discussed with me, and uh, I'm happy to report that as we sat there and talked through these things, the board of directors, uh, that portion of it, the executive committee, was very encouraged. had some great encouragement for me, and uh, everything seems to be going very well as that report uh, made clear. 
After we finish dinner, then it's time for us to all gather together in the uh, conference room that we have at IFCA and for us to meet as a full board. On that first night, we actually don't get a lot done as far as business goes. Uh, we do a few preliminary things, but here's the main thing that we do. And it's probably, I would say, one of the most important things that we do as a board of directors. I produce for the board, uh, for in preparation for these meetings, a prayer list. I told you that there's 13 board members. That's the 12 board members plus the board president, who's also a board member. All of them are vo voting members. All of them plus me makes 14. And so I make up a prayer sheet because the first thing we do when we gather together after the preliminaries is for us to pray. So we have 14 points of prayer requests that are renewed every single time we meet. And we spend the rest of the evening each taking one section and praying for it. Really quickly, I'd love to read for you the 14 areas that our board prays for, because I want you to know that if you think that we don't care about the area you're serving in or the way that you're serving, I want you to know our board is praying for you, not just at these meetings, but many of them are praying all the time for you. So number one, we pray for the home office staff. Number two, we pray for the board of directors themselves. Number three, we pray for regional health. Number four, we pray for membership renewals and recruitment. Number five, we prayed for church planting commission. Number six, we prayed for international ministries. Number seven, we prayed for evangelism and disciple making. Number eight, we prayed for chaplaincy. Number nine, we prayed for, prayed for member organizations. Number 10, we prayed for IFCA youth. Number 11, we pray for me, the executive director. Number 12, we pray for the finances. Number 13, we prayed for the convention. And number 14, we pray for women's ministries. So we go through that first Tuesday evening. And after we spend that time praying, we uh, start every meeting with a scripture reading and prayer and then a uh, board member is assigned before the board meeting to give a devotional. So Tuesday evening, that first night we met, uh, was Henry Vosberg, um, our newest board member. We give it to the members that either have been reelected or are new members. So it's the guys that just got voted in the summer. They they come in and we ask them to give a devotional for us. It's about 10 minutes long. So Henry gave the word the first night. And then the second in the morning was Dan Fredericks. In the morning, he brought the word to us before our board meetings. And then on Thursday morning, it was Pastor Chad DeYoung. And so that's the first night after we finish with our prayer time and our time in the word and this executive council meeting that we had and dinner and all of those things. Of course, we're welcoming each other and fellowshipping together. Then uh, all of the board members uh, break up and we have different ways. Some of us are carpooling, some are giving rides. Uh, go to the places that we're staying home in the evening. You probably don't know this as well, but we have several local IFCA churches that host all of our board members. Some have multiple men. Some of them have um, just one man, but it, it doesn't matter. All of them are hosted for the most part in the homes of the churches in the area. It's a great part of uh, what we do because 
these local pastors who serve as board members get to be in the homes of some of the members of our IFCA churches. And they always come back having made new friends and being very encouraged and being an encouragement, often praying with the people that are hosting them. As they get to know them, they find out some of the needs that they have in their own lives and they get to talk to them about those things. So that was a quick overview of the first night of the board of directors meetings. It's a shorter day, but it's a good day. We're catching up with each other. Uh, It's always good to see each other. It's almost like a mini convention just to get to renew each other and encourage each other. I want to go really quickly over the next two days in the sense that uh, they're not always in the same order of the way we do things. We try to find slots of time uh, just before we uh, break for lunch or we break for dinner. Um, So the order isn't as important, but I want to kind of tell you some of the things that we cover in our time together as a board on the other two days, because there's a lot of things that are going on and it's really helpful for you to know how exciting some of these things are. So again, we start the morning, we have breakfast, we get into the IFCA home office where the ladies in our office have prepared a delicious breakfast. And at 8 o'clock, we have about an hour of time to fellowship and enjoy the breakfast they've made. Then we head into the boardroom, and uh, we usually begin with reports. Often it's my report, the executive director's report. And if you come to the convention in the summertime, then you kind of get a flavor of what it is that I report to the full convention. It's the same thing I report to the board of directors as well. And so this year, I started again on the first full day. Since some of the things that I gave in my executive director report aren't really ready to be released yet to all the members in IFCA, uh, I will share with you the reports that are given during the time that the reports are read for the directors. Some of them are given by the person who made the report. Some of them, because they're all turned in ahead of time, some of them are just read and then uh, accepted as they're voted on. But I just want to run through the list of all the reports that are given at the Board of Directors meetings in November. As I mentioned, there's the Executive Director's Report, and then there's the Board President's Report. There's the Voice Editor's Report. There's the Business Manager's Report. There's the Director of Chaplaincy, and then the IFCA Youth Council, the Women's Coordinator, and then the Convention and Event Planner Reports. All of those are given, some earlier, some later, but they're all given and discussed if they need to be discussed by the board of directors. There's also a time for the board of directors to break up into committees. And right now we have five committees that really function. The executive officers, which is the committee that meets on that first night with me that I've already mentioned, and then four other committees. There's a committee on finance, a committee on governance, a committee that's called Member Services Committee, and a committee on vision. The finance committee is a committee that gathers together to discuss and review financial reports. They um, meet together. The chairman is Jim Thompson, and then uh, Pastor Tom Zobris, Henry Vosberg, and then the business manager for IFCA, Timothy Caballero, all meet together, review everything in a lot more detail. They can ask Timothy any questions that they might have and uh, make any kind of recommendations that they'll bring before the full board when they meet later. The Governance Committee is a committee that gathers together to look at our policies and procedures. They want to make sure everything is functioning, making sure that all of the policies are being kept, that they're being fulfilled, that nobody's 
uh, running amok and doing things that they shouldn't be doing. But they're also uh, making sure that they're up to date, that they don't need to be refined or corrected or changed. And of course, when they do that, they're making those recommendations to the full board. We'll discuss it and then take action if necessary. The governance committee is made up of the chairman, Pastor Gary McCall, and then Bud Haskell, uh, Rob Provost, and Todd Kindy. The third committee is member services. Member services does a lot of different things. They um, often look at the way that fees are structured for IFCA members and talk about whether or not they uh, need to be increased or decreased or if they need to be impacted in any way. They also talk about applications, and I asked them this year to look into some issues with our new member applications and things like that. Member Services Committee is headed by Larry Duncan, who's the chairman, and then Steve Wong and Clegert Mitchell uh, are the other members of that committee. And then the Vision Committee, chaired by Pastor Dave Dietz and myself, and then Pastor Chad DeYoung and Dan Fredericks, we all get together to kind of think about where do we want to see IFCA going into the future? What would we like to see changed or developed and how can we grow and what is the Lord leading? Where is he leading in different things? And so it's always great conversations in these uh, meetings. We usually do that as we gather together in smaller groups. We come together after lunch and uh, we discuss, give a report and um, take any action if there is any that needs to be taken. Now, I've mentioned lunch, and that's one of the wonderful things about the IFCA Board of Directors. We never go hungry. I told you that the ladies in our uh, office make the breakfast, but the lunches are hosted by IFCA churches. This year, we were blessed to have Byron Center Bible Church hosting one lunch, and then the second lunch was Jamestown Baptist Church. Pastor Chad DeYoung is the pastor of Byron Center Bible Church and one of our board members. And Pastor Sean DeYoung, his uncle, is the pastor of Jamestown Baptist Church. We're so thankful for the local churches. They do take on a little bit heavier weight because we're located here locally with them. And yet they joyfully serve us as a board of directors and serve the whole ministry of IFCA by extension. We're very thankful for their involvement in these things. When we get back from lunch, usually we'll engage in whatever part of ministry or listen to whatever report needs to be given. We have long discussions about all kinds of different things that are really important, sometimes about what's going on in our culture. Sometimes we discuss things that were brought up in committee meetings. We have discussions about the budget or discussions about uh, where we see IFCA going and things that we'd like to have improve. Whatever it might be, I want to share with you this. The Board of Directors has a great brotherly spirit. The Holy Spirit is definitely working amongst the men that are part of the Board of Directors. They may have disagreements, and sometimes they're very strong disagreements, but there's always great respect and great love. There is a mutuality that wants to bring and keep unity to every board meeting. I'm so thankful for a board like that. Uh, I know that in sometimes in churches and in other organizations, Board meetings are not like that. They can be pretty discouraging and anger and the flesh often come out. But that doesn't happen at our meetings. And I praise the Lord for that. I know that's not only the men that are doing that, that it's the Lord that's doing it through us. We also talk about some of the action that needs to be taken. There's a lot of administrative stuff that's part of being in these board meetings. Uh, some of the things that we need to talk about is when we have to drop churches or individual members. Sometimes churches close 
And when they close, they'll send us a letter or maybe they've decided to leave the IFCA for different reasons. And they'll send us a letter that their elders met together or their church voted uh, to leave the IFCA because they've changed their doctrine or some other reason. And when they do that, it's just not an automatic thing. The board has to take action. So we have a list and usually those accompanying letters where we discuss what's going on with each of the situations and then a vote is taken to drop those that are on the list. Sometimes the ones that are dropped are individual members. The individual members are dropped because they haven't renewed their membership in at least two years. We've been trying to keep cleaner roles on our members and although we don't ever want to see anybody go, It's not very healthy for us as an organization to allow people to linger on our roles as unrenewed members for three, four, five, six, seven years. We don't ever want to see that because we want to make sure that when everybody signs their renewal forms, that they agree without reservation to our doctrinal statement, that we know who's in the IFCA and who's not in the IFCA, whether that's individuals or churches or organization. So sometimes one of the more unhappy things is when we have to talk about the three or four churches that maybe they died or they removed themselves from the IFCA, or maybe we had to drop them because they didn't um, respond to our letters and our phone calls and other types of communication to see if they were still interested in staying in the IFCA. So if you happen to be one of those churches or individuals who hasn't responded to the reaffirmation forms, uh, you can always call the office and tell us, I still want to be in. I'll pay my fee. I will sign my documents and I'll get myself caught up. We'd love that to happen. And we'd love it even more if you just got your reaffirmation in on time. That'd be the best for us and it'd be the best for you. Some of the other things that are covered in our business is not only the reports and uh, dropping churches, but we talk about the Faithful Servant. Uh, the Faithful Servant Award, as many of you know, is a an award that is given out every year at our annual convention. It's a, it's a man of distinction within the IFCA. We have certain criteria. We look through the criteria, and we kind of talk around the table and see, who is it going to be this year? Who do we want to honor uh, as a as a faithful servant? And so we have a list of all the previous years and who has won this award in the past. And then we start nominating the men. And I could tell you who's going to be this coming year, uh, the faithful servant recipient, but that would spoil the surprise for you. So you're just going to have to sign up to come to the convention this year to see who's going to get that. We talk about kind of mundane things like housing allowances and who's going to be on the nominating committee and um, other things like that. But some of these are um, important, not just for IFCA purposes and record keeping purposes, but they're important for our fellowship to run smoothly as a whole. One of the other things that we talk about is the upcoming conventions. We talk about the 2024 convention being in Springdale, Arkansas. We hope you're going to sign up for that. And then we talk about the 2025 convention, which is really exciting, which I can't quite let the cat out of the bag on that one. But we've got a really exciting development for 2025 coming. So uh, keep listening, keep watching. We've got some great things coming around the corner. Then after we've done that, we talk about the future board of directors meetings. And uh, sometimes we talk about some of the other uh, committees, uh, commissions that are out there in uh, our IFCA administration. 
But that's about covers everything that we do. We have dinner together each night that we're together, and it's always a wonderful time. Uh, this year, we uh, catered in some fru- food from a local Italian restaurant for one of our dinners, which was really good. And of course, it always gives us time to sit around the table and catch up, talk about some fun things, and uh, really appreciate all of the men that are there. That's about it. I mean, it's a lot. I won't lie. It's a full two days, a half day on the first day of the meetings, a full second day, and then a half third day. So it's about two full days. And uh, all of the men that come to these board meetings have full ministries. They've got a lot of work already on their shoulders, but they love IFCA. And they're really committed to seeing it move forward. And I know many of you are. And I say that because it may be that the nominating committee might come to you at some point. They might say to you, we'd love to nominate you to be on the board of directors. You should prayerfully consider it. If you really love the IFCA, if you really love the churches and the ministries and organizations and the men that are part of the IFCA, we could use another servant. We could use somebody like you. Now, that doesn't mean that you'll be elected, but you should put yourself out there. You should make yourself available. And if you've wanted to do that, and you've thought, how can I get more involved? How can I be elected to the board of directors? Well, of course, it's all in the Lord's hands, but I will give you some practical things that you might want to think about. First of all, get yourself involved in your local regional meetings. Get yourself elected to that local committee. If the opening is there for secretary or treasurer or vice president or president, get yourself involved there where you're at. Not just to move up the ladder, but to be involved. If you're really in love with the IFCA and the ministries that are going on in there, you're going to need to be involved at the local level first so you know how everything works and people get to know you. And of course, so that your leadership skills are sharpened and and tested. When I was in Southern California for a little while, I got to be on that executive committee for the regional and uh, I really enjoyed it. I get to serve with some really great men and Yeah, it was extra work on top of being a pastor and being a professor at the seminary and having a young family and all of that, but it was worth it. And I'm always thankful that I did that. And then as you're getting known there locally, you really need to make every effort you can to be active nationally. That means come to the convention, get to know brothers that are not in your local regional, get to know those men and women that are serving the Lord, not just in our country, but all over the world. Some of them are serving as missionaries. Some of them are serving internationally, planting churches or with missions agencies or doing things like that. It's really hard for somebody to vote for you to be on the board of directors if they don't know who you are. So get involved in some kind of national committee. Serve in whatever way you're asked. And as you serve, that'll give you better availability as people get to know who you are, as they see you and you become more visible then it's more likely that they're going to consider voting for you. It's really hard to vote for somebody you really don't know. Even if you have a bio and you've been vetted by the nominating committee, people still won't know you. So get as involved as you can. If you get asked to write for The Voice, uh, write for The Voice, maybe for a blog or maybe to be involved in some other way. Maybe you speak at a, a youth winter camp or you do something else on the national level. Do whatever you can do. That might introduce you to a greater group of men that are involved in IFCA. The men that serve are not super Christians. They're not men who are doing this so they can be well-known. They 
sacrifice a lot. There's no pay for the board of directors. We do reimburse their travel and expenses, but they still serve because their heart is dedicated to the Lord and to IFCA. And we should appreciate them more. They do a lot. Uh, They're not doing it so that they can be made famous. They're humble men. They're godly men. They're good brothers. So if you get a chance and you ever see one of the men that are part of the board of directors, uh, they're simple men. You can walk right on up to them. You can say hi to them. You can introduce yourself to them. Shake their hand. Get to know them. They're good men. They're like us. They're pastors. And so if you ever get a chance to rub shoulders with one of these men on the board of directors, do so. You'll find out they're like everybody else. They're no different. They're not special. They're not super Christians by any stretch of the imagination. And they're definitely not celebrities. They hate to be called celebrities. Get to know them. Anyways, that was my little introduction to what happens in the November board of directors meetings here in Granville at IFCA International. I hope that gives you a little insight as to what goes on. Of course, there's a lot of details that I could have given you, but that's the big picture. And uh, we just spent three days hanging out together, eating some good food, enjoying a lot of laughs and getting some serious work done. And I'm so appreciative of those men. And I'm thankful for you because without IFCA, there would be no reason for the board of directors to exist. If you've been listening to this and you're not a member of IFCA and maybe you're just starting to get a little bit more familiar with us and this has given you some insight, now you started to think, I'd like to learn more about what is this IFCA International. You can find out a whole bunch of information about who we are, what we believe, and even some of the writings and sermons and all kinds of other resources, including the Voice Magazine and Care Magazine. All of that can be found online on our website, www.ifca.org. I'd invite you to go and check it out, dig through all the stuff, see what you can find, and you'll find a treasure trove of great, great information. If you've done that, or maybe you're saying, no, I want to join. I want to join this historic, godly group of men and women that are serving the Lord all over the world. Then you can find that on the website as well. Right up at the top of the website, there's a tab that says join. So click on that tab. It'll give you the process. It'll give you the forms that you need, how you can fill out that information, all the things you'll need. And once you do that, you'll be ready to go. And we would love to see you joining us, whether it's on the regional level or national level. God is working through IFCA. It's always encouraging to hear what he's doing. Well, that'll do it for this edition of Advancing the Cause podcast the podcast of IFCA International. I'm Richard Vargas, the Executive Director of IFCA. I want to thank you for listening. God bless you. Until next time. Bye.